Roger Williams University is hosting a crisis management seminar on May 3rd at their Providence campus. Crises, whether a natural disaster, cyber attack, or financial instability, can have severe repercussions if not handled properly. This is where crisis management plays a pivotal role. Join Roger Williams' MBA students and expert speakers to learn how to prepare for the unexpected. The program is totally free and open to the public. You can register online at rwu.edu slash events slash crisis management symposium. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Bill Bartholomew here with you. Today, I'm going to set the table for... Rhode Island's general election coming up on November 8th. And, um, you know, just kind of go 36,000 feet, if you will. There's been a lot of people that have, you know, just in conversation even over this past weekend. We were out on Block Island um, for some shows out there. Thanks to everybody who came out, by the way. That was a lot of fun. Um, But just even some conversations I had out there or in general where people are like, okay, so who actually is running for which office? And look, some of us who are on the inside baseball track, if you will, of Rhode Island politics, could answer this in our sleep. But most people, like I say, most people you know, could tell you five Patriots players before they could tell you the five people who ran for governor in the Democratic primary, right, or something like that. You know, Most people aren't that you know, keyed into what's happening. So this is just an episode um, to sort of overview the major statewide races, nothing too advanced, if that makes sense, just sort of an overview for those of you out there that are like, who run, who's running for general treasurer again? Who's like running for secretary of state? Like, what, what's going on with that? Um, you could obviously just look this up, but you know, a little bit of insight and so on and so forth. I think that could help the cause. Um, coming up on October fourteenth, I'm really excited because I'm going to be releasing my new record, Beige, and you'll be able to stream that anywhere you get music, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, all that business. And we're going to do a release party here in Providence at the Loft where I'm recording this podcast episode right now, 669 Elmwood Avenue in Providence, right off of Route 10, right off of 95. You can't miss it. Tons of parking, um, huge space. We're going to have a lot of fun, I anticipate anyway. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'll be joined by some of my friends from all around the region. Um, I'll have a great band backing me up of, of friends and tremendous musicians. So that's, again, October 14th, Friday night, right here at the Loft, 669 Elmwood Avenue in Providence. The release party for Beige in Providence, that is, we're going to do another show down in Brooklyn on November 5th at Pete's Candy Store. So if you're part of our Brooklyn contingency of people who are queued into Bartholomew Town, we'll see you on November 5th. That's a Saturday night. Um, And some other stuff as well coming up. We'll be down in New Haven and some other shows to announce in the not-too-distant future. A word from our sponsor, Bartholomew Town is brought to you in part by the University of Rhode Island Online. With the increasing legalization of cannabis across the country, including most recently Rhode Island, the cannabis industry is growing at a rapidly accelerating pace. If you are already in the industry or wondering what is the best path to break into the cannabis field, well, the University of Rhode Island has a program to help educate you in the evolving space. Fully accredited by URI's College of Pharmacy, the online certificate program covers topics related to product development, chemical analysis, and testing, and patient and customer therapeutics. The next application deadline for the spring 2023 session is November 29th, and courses start on January 10th. Join them at two upcoming info sessions and learn more at uri.edu slash online slash cannabis or give them a call at 
1.80. Okay, so look, let's start a governor. We've obviously got Governor Dan McKee, the incumbent, who defeated Helena Bonanno folks, Nelly Gorbea, Dr. Munoz, and Matt Brown in the primary. Look, it was a tight race with folks. Folks came on strong at the end. She won, if you will. That's I don't know if that's the right way to frame it, but she got the most votes on election day. But the governor pulled off the victory through mail ballots and through um, early voting, so on and so forth. And having the support of the unions certainly was a major factor in this. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Helena folks came close, but um, unable to pull off the upset, if you will, on primary night. Ashley Kalis, Ashley Marie Kalis, you know, look, she's a political outsider, she claims, but she's running for governor, so she can't be. You know, that whole thing is, uh, that's not real. When you're running for office, you're no longer a political outsider. If you're part of the machine, which, again, that's not to be said in a negative or condescending manner, that's just the reality of it. You know, you're a politician if you're running for governor of a state, let's be clear. But she's trying, you know, she's threading this needle of, look, you know, she's rolling out her education plan, but there's some some issues with it um, that are, you know, one, it's not very clear. But two, she's really trying to paint the governor as this corrupt and bumbling idiot. Uh, that's That's what their goal is. And I'm not so sure that's the message that Rhode Islanders want to hear. They're always going to have people who are diehards who are going to say, hey, wait a second, this is, you know, this is exactly how I feel. You know, for whatever reason, they hate Dan McKee, they hate establishment, so they'll fall for this stuff. But I think what we're waiting for here is to see concrete facts from the Kalis campaign on acute issues. If she can pivot to that and kind of get away from this whole Dan McKee's corrupt, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing type of mentality, which Helena Folks tried and had some success with, I suppose, ultimately losing. So how successful really was it, right? I mean, we've heard Dan McGowan, when we've heard the other analysis um, of of this governor's race, suggest that Ashley Kalis should run back the playbook that Helena Folks ran. I think in many ways that's true, but she's got to do it with a more, more of a scalpel and less of a hammer, less of a sledgehammer approach on issues. And if she does, and, and in this last month and change of the election season, she's able to find a way to pick apart specific issues, not just lean on corruption or quote-unquote incompetence. And again, there's no indication that the governor himself is under FBI investigation or has received a subpoena or anything like that. It's his, you know, the, the, the cloud that surrounds him is, is not in any way, shape, or form specifically linked to the governor himself. So I think it's very important for, if there's going to be a competitive race, for issues to be front and center. And we look forward to seeing how the debates play out. Those are coming up as well. And by the way, speaking of debates, I'll have announcements on our own debates shortly. You may have seen the Boston Globe article. The, the governors, uh, candidates for governor have agreed to three debates. Stay tuned. There's more coming. I'll have specifics soon. Moving on to Congressional District 2, where Seth Magaziner will match up against Alan Funk. Look, this is the big race. I think this is the one that is going to be most compelling. Alan Fong has a very legitimate shot to become a congressperson from Rhode Island and the first Republican congressperson in ages. And he's going to do so if he does as a quote-unquote moderate Republican. And, you know, the whole, hey, he's a good guy. He knows, you know, he knows the district. He lived here. He was the mayor of Cranston, blah, blah, blah. All that will factor in. But really, where he'll be able to, I think, 
you know, not, not so much on the, you know, Seth Magaziner's a silver spoon trust fund kid, all that stuff. Again, that kind of goes into this low bar, if you will, type of, you know, they put out a statement or an ad, a statement rather, their spokesperson, Stephen Piva, that suggested, you know, um, Magaziner's not concerned about truck tolls because his family's riding around in Epstein's jet. You know, come on. I, I think it also, people want issues-based discussion now. And if the phone campaign can start to pick away at certain issues with specifics, what are you going to do about inflation? What are you going to do about foreign policy? What are you going to do about housing prices? What are you going to do about, I mean, gasoline prices, is all, it's all tied in. What are you going to do about education? What are you going to do? How, how will you be an ambassador to the state of Rhode Island in terms of delivering funds and ensuring that, you know, one of our major industries here, like it or not, is the defense industry? What's your role in supporting that? That's where the fun campaign has to start chipping away. I think Magaziner's in a good position just being the Democratic nominee with a substantial amount of endorsements. He picked up some Republican endorsements, including Dawson Hodgson, Claudine Schneider, former Republican Bobby Nardarillo. So he has a decent coalition behind him that should position him very well. But can Alan Fung on specific issues, and look, it's going to come down to debates. In a lot of ways, I think the debates are going to be a critical place where Alan Fung has to make his move besides just the television commercials and the, hey, you know, Seth Magaziner's a silver spoon trust fund kid and, and I'm more tried and true, homegrown and appropriate for this role. Lieutenant Governor, look, Aaron Guckian has a shot, the Republican. Um, he's spending money. He's got billboards. But look, Sabina Matos showed us that she didn't have to debate in the primary. She debated once on Channel 12. I'll give her that. She didn't debate on our debates or Channel 10. So that's several hundred thousand people she missed. Who cares, right? She won anyway, handily. You know, she, she has a coalition. She has a... A, an ability as a politician that is extremely underrated and overlooked. And, you know, people try to say, oh, she would be a terrible governor. She's got no experience. You know, you can't have her in there. Some of that's just like, look, that's just xenophobia. A lot of times people, you know, they look at her accent or something like that. And they, you know, they think that's truly, well, let's be honest about it. That's where a lot of that comes from. That's where a lot of that comes from. Now you can make an argument that she, we haven't heard enough from her that we really know who she is or what she's done. But she's got a track record on the, on the Providence City Council that you can look to, and to some extent, as lieutenant governor. I think it could be competitive. It'll be interesting to see. Again, how do the debates play out? It's a race to watch for sure. Um, but if you're in, in Sabina's camp, I don't think you're scrambling at this point. She did, by the way, call for debates this time around. And again, stay tuned. We'll have updates on that for you in terms of, of what you're listening to right now, this show, and the surrounding platforms associated with it. Stay tuned. Uh, Attorney General Peter Narona being challenged by Chaz Kalenda, the Republican. Um, will he debate, meaning he being Narona? Does he need to? Obviously not. Um, does he take this seriously? I don't know. He probably takes any race seriously. But... Hard to imagine how that one's going to go, but hey, we'll see. It's Chaz Kalenda, Charles Chaz Kalenda, taking on Peter Narona in the Attorney General's race. Pat Cordelesa, he's the Republican challenging the Democratic nominee. Greg Amore 
in the Secretary of State race. Um, you know, obviously Greg Amore has got the upper hand in every way, shape, or, and form here. Um, I don't even think most people pay attention to this race, and any, even even people are somewhat on the inside of Rhode Island politics. It's it's second tier or third tier, but it has consequences, right? Who Secretary of State? Who the Secretary of State is means something for the state in a lot of ways, not just corporate formation, but overseeing elections. And it's a, you know, that's a great question, actually. I've just, just popped my head. In the line of succession, let me see here. Rhode Island uh, succession for governor. I think it goes governor, lieutenant governor, pre- president of the Senate, speaker. Okay, so here it is. So, wait a minute, this is Alabama. Wait a second. Sorry, I know we're we're doing a podcast here. I just before I speak, I want to know what's going on here. Who is what's the order of succession? I think it's governor, lieutenant governor, speaker of the house, senate president, and then secretary of state, but let's see here. Okay, yeah, governor, lieutenant governor, speaker of the house. It doesn't tell you after that. So um so okay, so discard that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's unlikely that the Secretary of State's going to become governor through succession. But hey, you never know. It's a state office. It deserves attention. And speaking of state offices that deserve attention, how about Treasurer? I think James Lathrop has a shot in this. The Republican, you know, fiscal manager in North Kingstown, you know, has experience in Hopkinton, other cities as well, taking on James Diosa, the former mayor of Central Falls, who really handily defeated Stephen Pryor, the former Commerce Secretary in the Democratic primary. Does Lengthorff have the name recognition? You know, he, he adjusted his signs to be a little bit more uh, visible in terms of who he is and what he's running for. He's got a commercial out there. Dios has got the unions. He's got the inside track, if you will, and probably is best positioned for this in a lot of ways. But those debates are going to be fascinating, and I look forward to seeing what the what the Diosa campaign agrees to in terms of debates, because we know that Lathrop's going to be, be willing to debate anywhere, anytime. So those are your major races. Um, I hope that was helpful, especially for those of you who have, again, been kind of on the outside looking in and, you know, understandably, I mean, this stuff, it's not for everybody to be on Twitter or listening to the radio every single day and being a part of this, conversation every single day but when elections come up more people jump in it's like the super bowl right you know some people watch every snap of every football game they got the red zone they got the app they're betting they got fantasy they got this they got that and some people watch the super bowl some people don't care if they know who the two teams are some people want to prep a little bit before the super bowl you know and when it comes to renowned politics general elections are the super bowl so hopefully this overview was useful for you Uh, Stay tuned later this week. I've got an interesting episode scheduled. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship in Rhode Island, which is, uh, hey, something we really need to continue to focus on. And of course, your election season is ahead. Stay tuned for updates and announcements on the debate series. That's coming as well as a lot, a lot, a lot of analysis and different perspectives perspectives as we head towards election day. Um, If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be, or if you want to go a step further, for as little as $3 per month, you can support the podcast 
by clicking the support button. It's like a little heart on most places, uh, Spotify or something like that. Or you can go to patreon.com slash Town for as little as $3 per month. You can support this program, bringing you independent politics, arts, media, day-to-day life, whatever, coverage here in Rhode Island through journalism, entertainment, analysis, and opinion. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow, uh, or the next day, rather. We'll talk to you on Thursday. That's the next scheduled episode. And uh, hey, welcome to election season.